live welcome to another episode of routes unknown uh it looks like people actually manually muted themselves um i hope that that actually came over properly uh the intro video um i don't know if it did or didn't uh i i, I hope that y'all actually saw it um it almost blew my headphones out. okay i'm so sorry about that i I'll have no, to forget how to. You problem. It was a me having the volume up too loud problem. <laughs> well, I was worried because I was like, because I, I didn't get a chance to resample the audio levels on it. So, because I used the built in, uh, I didn't know this, but Windows has a built in video editor. That's what I used because uh, I don't have money. But um, this is Routes Unknown. I am RPG Hour, uh, your keeper i forget what uh they specifically titled this yeah um but let's go ahead and go around and have everybody introduce themselves and their characters where are we starting again is it me no, no, with no. you it is me hi hello uh i am uh rainy keys uh she her and i am playing agnes wolf also she her uh a Professional? Yep, that, that, that's her playbook, and that's me. <laughs> Why not? I'll start next. Hi, I'm Eric, aka Eldritch Crow, and I'm playing Christos Jones, the expert. I think it's me next. Um, hi. I'm Fox. I am playing Polaris the Divine. I'll go next. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm Morgan. I uh, use they, them pronouns and she, her interchangeably. Uh, I am playing Natalia Fuentes, she, her, and uh, that is the Crooked Playbook. You're muted, Jules. Huh, well... It was bound to happen at least once. Hi, my name is Jules. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. I'm playing Theo, who is a spell slinger, according to... That's his playbook. And his pronouns are he, him. All right, so waiting for chat to catch up for a second. Um, well, I mean, is it better like them? Because you also said that they were a little quiet. So uh, was that better, Gothic Cowboy? Testing, testing. One, two, three. Are we good? Can, can you? Can Don't you make me okay? scream. I also put my mic like you can actually kind of see the mic in in the camera. This time I put it a little bit closer. So, okay. Right. Chat saying it sounds good. Mic and mouth. All right. So for those of you that weren't here last time, the quick update is that everybody decided to go out and catch up on a local. Uh, well, not from this town, uh, but a local professor at a, a university that's not too far away uh, decided to do an investigation on a local haunted house uh, in Hexwood. The problem is, is that he's not exactly the most um, 
let's just say his idea of safety is uh, everybody grabbing a safety partner and he could probably yell safety and you hold up your safety partner's hands and be like safety. And that would be the extent of safety for him um, in a haunted situation. He didn't really care about things. And the party sort of realized fairly quickly that what he saw wasn't what they saw. And they kind of ran into a very... Very haunted house uh, in which things were ready to harm them. Um, and at the very end of things, uh, a organization kind of uh, came out of nowhere. Um, they are the UNUPRD, um, which is the Unexplained or Paranormal Research and Determent. Determent. I put that up here just so that I could read it correctly. Determent. Um they their department it was created specifically uh, so that the UN could go into other nations and handle things, and they are basically the nuclear option if there is a nuclear option for um, uh, for supernatural stuff because they send in like uh, there's multiple priests of different religions, pagan folks. Um, there's people with you know magical artifacts like they literally just send them in and they just literally they decimated the situation. Um, yeah, and, uh, somebody also decided to use a shotgun against a grandma ghost. Um, so, she started uh, only technically, I mean, <clears throat> and so everybody had a very, a fairly non-eventful drive to the tea house. The tea house is a local establishment, um, that everybody is kind of associated with. Um, they arrived and were instantly greeted by agents of um, the UN standing outside, um, as well as some um, uh, agents of the FBI who are part of a paranormal investigation unit. And they kind of ushered everybody in and inside, outside of uh, the folks that are here, um, is also uh, a, a local, um, the FBI would probably label him as a ne'er-do-well, um, but uh, he is also, uh, uh, he's also speaking to them very friendly, but they also at all times uh, basically position themselves between him and any objects on themselves. When I say objects, they don't just have firearms. They've got things that look like religious artifacts and magical artifacts, and they position themselves. They turn their bodies to basically be a barricade between him and those objects that are on themselves. Um, the matron of the tea house is there, um, and she instantly gets to work on your favorite drinks and brings those over as you're seated. Uh, there is a makeshift projector in one corner, um, and there is a very stuffy gentleman um, who looks probably like he was pulled out of a movie as the bad guy. Um, uh, just has that very air of him. There's nothing that is being said, even though other people are laughing, has has, has caused him to laugh. He just doesn't laugh um, for whatever reason. Um, and so I'm going to let everybody describe their, their drink right quick. Um, their character's preferred drink. And then we are going to get into his fun little speech. Oh, 
let's have the order be Rainy, Luca, Jules, Morgan, and Crow. All right. So um, Agnes's like ideal drink is like this is the most basic that she usually goes for. It's one of those pumpkin spiced uh, chais iced uh, with whipped cream on top. And she also asks for like a drizzle of caramel. <laughs> yeah. Um, Polaris is pretty standard. Uh, they usually just get a London fog, but like really heavy on the vanilla and like really heavy on like lavender. Like they like little like dried lavender flowers over the top. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty simple for them. Uh, Theo's order changes every time, and he usually just orders whatever weird thing that they're advertising. It's like if they're, if they've got a new boysenberry latte. I'm like, yep, I'll take that. Uh, Natalia usually gets an Americano uh, double shot. Maybe it's a quad today, just for the heck of it. Get that caffeine. <laughs> And Chris is drinking the strongest black tea he can find. Uh, I will also note uh, that when y'all walked in, um, Tara, who is the uh, matron, um, Chris, as soon as you went to go put on your apron, uh, she took it from you and ushered you to a seat as well. Um, you weren't allowed to help out today. She is standing off in a corner. Um, she appears to be mid-30s. Uh, the entirety of the house has a very uh, log cabin feel on the inside. The exterior uh, is just a very basic brick house. It very it feels very old school on the inside. There's a lot of little areas to kind of sit down and drink. And the area that uh, the agents are currently blocking with their projector and everything is actually the doors that lead to the exterior in the back, which is actually a tea garden area, um, which is uh, <clears throat> kind of the favored spot of here to come. Even truckers just coming by will go out there, sit and have a thing of coffee. Uh, the coffee is very basic here in regards to, she doesn't have a whole lot of different kinds of beans, um, but the teas, uh, she, literally half the building is just for uh, storage of the teas that she has and the herbs. As I stated, the agent has a very uh, pompous feel to him and he glances out over y'all. Seeing as you are all associated with him and he stares directly at um, Agnes's uncle. I shouldn't have to say that former special, special agent O'Toole is not somebody that you should look at and think, gee, that's somebody I'd like to be someday, or gee, that's a great person to idolize. He is the last person that you should be looking to. And you should look at somebody more distinguished. Somebody associated with an actual organization. And not somebody who has taken it upon themselves to drive around in a beat up old Winnebago. And try and continue their work. Now. At least he, at least he knows how to tie his tie. God. 
I will not sit here and listen to you slander my uncle in front of my face. That's adorable because those chairs have been rigged so that you can't get up until I'm done speaking. I have a very, very, well, I've been working with these kind of magical devices and things for quite a while. And I've had to give a lot of speeches and I realize that sometimes people don't like to be talked to. So I've discovered devices that help make sure people will stay seated while I am speaking. It's the best way to make sure I am heard. Holly's going to try to get up. Uh, The chair raises maybe about a half an inch. And on your way back down, it's as if things like became slow motion for you. And as you go to drink again, um, the drink in your cup is frozen. Did you get us too? The rest of y'all, when when um, Natalia speaks there, it's a very slowed manner of uh, speaking. Um, Did you do this too? It's oh no, not full robot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but for the rest of y'all, y'all don't seem slowed uh, like she does, like she is. I do not want y'all going anywhere near that site again. I would prefer it if you decided to stay away from things for a while because we're going to be monitoring things around here. Well, specifically just that house. Uh, We don't really notice anything else strange uh, in this town as of yet, and we want to keep it that way. and by the way, the agents are kind of glancing around and they do look past um, Tara and Polaris um, when they say this, but they don't like stop. And you don't feel like they're like looking at y'all when they say this. Like they literally do appear to believe that there is nothing else strange in this town. Even with all of As y'all in this room. Sh- As they should. Any more activity shall be handled by our agents, and we do believe that you should not go anywhere near where that house used to be. And, until further notice, we will be sticking some of our agents around here. We have decided that the best places for this is the gas station on the way south out of town. Uh, Natalia, that kind of strikes with you. That's your uh, favorite gas station. How dare you go to Lucky's? <laughs> Can we use Bucky's in this world? I'm just gonna go with Bucky's. Fuck it. Uh, hopefully they don't. Hopefully they don't sue us. Um, I'll go with Lucky's. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, is the gas station? You're gonna like just say any like this is the U.S. There are so many gas stations. A parody of one is the actual name of another. <laughs> And uh, they kind of point out a couple of other spaces. Um, It's kind of really generic uh, on the map. It doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason. All of the spaces that y'all see that they've marked are places that y'all have never seen or experienced anything before. Um, They picked the public pool. They picked um, a rest stop on the north side of town, which is uh, right outside of the... um, uh, National Park entrance. 
Um, and they picked uh, some local eateries, uh, nothing fancy or anything like that. Um, some 24 hour diners and uh, oh, what was that place called? Oh, no, I didn't save it to this one. Um, and uh, the barbecue joint as well. Um, none of those places have shown any kind of supernatural activity. So the fact that they're placing them there, it just seems to be the places where a lot of people are going to be coming and going, which would be an easy way to gather um, information on people. It seems to be just the ease of information. Uh, he drones on for about another 20 minutes, uh, basically just repeating himself over and over again. And they kind of pick up some devices, clean everything up, um, and un uh, slightly uncomfortably, there's uh, younger agents that come over and they grab devices out from underneath your chairs, and you feel a disconnect from the chair. Um, and uh, the device that they have in their hands, um, it it's about the size of a baseball, uh, if it was cut in half, um, uh, but it looks like it's a lot of little gears and stuff like that. Uh, basically one of those puzzles that if you line everything up correctly, it pops open. Um, outside of that, um, Natalia, you are still slow going and, um, I think I'm going to, like, just for the heck of it, I want to see how far I could throw my cup at them. <laughs> <laughs> just because everything's slow and slow my end. I'm just going to, like, hurl my, my frozen you, quad Americano at them. You are so slow on the uptake that not only have they already left the building, but they've already pulled out of the parking lot in the slowest manner that they possibly could have when you finally throw the cup against the wall. Um does it go in? Does it like, is it just like, or does it actually go like? No, it actually goes. It actually goes the distance it would have gone had you not been frozen. But it actually in midair is taking its time to get there. Oh. Um, Theo is experiencing a little bit of numbness to themselves. Um, uh, and when they breathe out, uh, it's as if they're in freezing cold temperatures and Chris you don't remember seeing anybody there when you went by this morning huh. there Weird. was just that new house with the little white picket fence and that family there all right Does anybody want a refill? I'll get you darlings refills. I'm going to put a little something stronger in mine. I don't know about y'all, but I had about enough of one of them today. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, and like Chris reaches out and catches the slow-mo mug and then passes it over and says, maybe just a new cup as well. Uh, as soon as you touch it, the liquid instantly unfreezes. Oh, <laughs> So you may be covered in, in, in her drink, depending on how you caught it. Hmm. That's interesting. I feel like he would try not to fuck this up and totally would. 
so he would go for the catch and he'd catch it and the mug would be fine but it would just be like that moment of oh wait it looks like he's got it and then it just ex like the liquid just explodes <laughs> I think you just see me tell you slow mode to start and point and laugh. Clarice <laughs> claps politely. <laughs> Theo grabs napkins and starts mopping up your shirt. Theo, it, it's fine. I've got a spare yes, in the back. Fine. My sister's drink got all over you. Theo. Theo. I apologize on her slow behalf. Theo, it's on the upper half, not my stomach. You sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. At this point, Agnes is going to just take Polaris and pivot them away. <laughs> Hide the thousand-year-old child's eyes. Oh, gosh. As you look over, you notice that Uncle Jeremy actually managed to snag one of those devices that was holding y'all to the chair. Uh, so Polaris and Agnes notice that he's sitting over there trying to figure it out. Um, and he keeps sticking it to the bottom of his chair and trying to see if he can, uh, get himself stuck. <laughs> Uncle Jer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they made that thing defunct after they stepped outside of it. No, no, no. See, they found something, replicated it. They're not that smart. Um, so the, it's going to have whatever functionality it had, maybe a little bit less, but it's not going to be improved. Trust me on this. Trust me. I've got this. Yep. Whatever, whatever you say, Uncle Jer, whatever you say, please Chris don't tell me you're putting like... this on my report. Uh-huh. 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 Uh -huh. Oh, 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 I think I got it. <laughs> Chris is literally just standing there with the teacup in one hand, like clutched from underneath, like he's holding it up, just deadpanning all of this going on. And he's just like, I'm going to go change. Um, and then he just puts the bug down on the table and like walks off. Uh, as soon as you reach the back, um, hanging on uh, the hooks near the doors uh, where the aprons are, uh, is also a fresh set of clothes for you. Thanks, Auntie T. Appreciate it. Well, you know I know everything that goes on here. I'm just wondering what's going on with her, because, well, her and her brother, they're both... How to put this... They're filled with ice. Yeah, yeah. Can we actually do we overhear that, or is that just to Chris? Uh, that is just to Chris. Okay. So, RPG. Um, two questions. Would he have encountered any of this during his time in the service? Like anything like this? Would they have been working on an earlier prototype of it or something like that, just so he could put a name to what it might be? Or would he know of any of it through one of his two libraries, do you think? Um, I'm trying to remember. Who did you serve with? Uh, he was in the Marines, but um, we we have him down as going through some undefined, or undefined paranormal bullshit while he was in the service. Oh, no, that's right. Uh, no. Basically, the, the training that you would have interacted with would have been more of... 
um, you would have been a, a detachment of the UN. You would have interacted more with the UN directly. The devices that he used came from FBI boxes. So um, he, he's more of somebody, even though he has the UN everything on, everything else that he was interacting with and doing was FBI based. So um, now what you would have been more doing is you would have seen the people that like busted in the house. Like that's the kind of stuff that you did only elsewhere. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, now I also have a mystical library and a lore library. So the mystical library being the one with like occult tomes and grimoires and things like that for magic stuff. Would I be able to recognize if this just cast a spell? Like were they were they something that was casting a stored spell or something like that? Oh, the devices? Um Yeah. It's more likely that they've been imbued with magic and that it's basically depending on how you depending on how you activate it will depend on how long it lasts, how potent it is. Um, things like that. So if you've got a small child, you don't need to have it as strong on there versus a full-grown adult or a full-grown adult with, you know, um, a rucksack and, you know, everything that they need for surviving in the wilderness for multiple days. So, Gotcha. Cool. Don't mind me. I'm just taking notes. Uh, as for the rest of y'all, no, y'all would not have heard. Um, this is the back part of the tea house where they brew everything. Um, got a question real quick. Yes, I think I think when the bug was put down by Chris, I think Natalia is slowly going for it. <laughs> as soon Agnes as is you, just... oh, no, 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 it, it's fine. Continue narrating. Agnes Everything is just gonna that like you start to touch from this point starts to have like small little pools of ice forming at the end of everything that you touch. So there's like little pools of ice, probably about the size of a quarter, forming where each fingertip hits. If you put your palm down, it would be about the size of a quarter outside of that. So it would be your palm size and then a quarter of a quarter space outside that. I think she's just touching things, honestly, because it's fascinating. <laughs> Agnes is just eventually going to touch... Uh... Natalia's shoulder as she just like watches her uncle work through this entire device and just all right yeah you've told me the story how many times now it's like it, that's the same one dad tells every Christmas I'm sorry you touched Natalia's shoulder yeah trying to keep her from touching her stuff one second, I need to confirm something on your, uh... Ah! Oh, no! <laughs> Alright, so, um... What did I do? You get this overwhelming scent hitting your nostrils of Natalia. Um... <laughs> I'm assuming motor oil, coffee, more coffee. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I misread something. Um, no, no, no. Um, 
your body goes rigid. For everyone else, it's as if she's just touched an electrical fence. You see the hairs stand up on her body and there's a slight layer of ice on her hand. Like as soon as she is finally able to pull it back from Natalia's shoulder, um, it breaks off like a, a, a wax hand, but it's solid, pure ice. Um, oh, okay. Oh no. <laughs> hey, Natalia, do you think this has something to do with those leaves that we found on the way here? You mean this? <laughs> and she's gonna go with her for her hoodie pocket. Oh, that's right. You put some in your pocket. And I just like, ate. I, I, okay. So Natalia and I were on our way here, and we saw this bush, and we and we pulled over because, uh, you know, it's like seventy degrees outside right now, but uh, this bush was covered in was covered in ice, and it was like the leaves itself were made of ice. So she grabbed some of the leaves off of it, and I ate one. And uh, that's what she's pulling out of her pocket right now. As, it was a mistake to eat the leaves. As a reminder, right. it's it was actually the entirety of the farm was this way. All of the blueberry bushes uh, were covered yeah, in... Um, the leaves were ice-shaped. Uh, were the, the ice was shaped as the leaves and the berries on every single bushel. Yeah, the whole place. I, I thought that we weren't supposed to eat strange foliage. Well, probably not. No. Um. At this point, Agnes is just like shaking her hand because of that whole entire like electric fence, uh, feeling. It's just still in there, and it's just. And your skin tone is, um, your hand is just bright red, as if you've just touched like ice, like just hit that almost freezing point played in snow without gloves type thing. Um, your hand looks exactly like that, but you don't have that cold feeling on your body anymore. It's still just the electrical zap feeling. I, I like to, um, call some shenaniganery here. Uh, it's because, fake. It's fake shenaniganery. Well, no, uh, in the background, as Theo is like just finishing his sentence, you would catch a glimpse just as the door to the back closes of Chris completely shirtless changing shirts. And it would, <laughs> I, I assume it's going to wreak havoc with him going forward, but it's just oh, slight okay. little glimpse. And then he comes out fully changed after that, like two minutes later. And he just says, Natalia, you, you saw a farm of frozen berries and things and decided it was a good idea to take them. I didn't eat though. Should I eat it? No! And as he says no, there's a like, ice, steamy breath coming out. No! Because apparently this happens. I don't know why it's affecting us differently, but I think it's a separate problem from our our, our new friends that are in town. Hey, I'm gonna, gonna Does... hand it to Chris, just like. Okay. <laughs> Auntie T, you got anything for apparently ice magic? 
Well, I don't know that I have a way to counteract this. Not all magics interact. Just like not all real religions can take each other out. I mean, it's... <sighs> she goes in the back and comes out um, with a cup of tea um, and it's piping hot and she starts like wafting it over Natalia and you see like the level of the liquid in the tea is slowly going down as she's doing this and Natalia is completely covered in a fog um, and it kind of starts to like move around her and swirl uh, and then it dissipates and she starts reading the tea leaves at the bottom. Well, based on the tea leaves and the way that it kind of centered itself, uh, it almost looked like it was uh, muscles and veins. And I'm pretty sure she's allowed ice magic to seep into her by touching that leaf. And uh, I don't know where this ma ice magic comes from. I don't recognize its signature, so I could recommend some things, but you may have to go back to the source and bring me more. I need... Well, if I heard correctly, I'm going to need part of that tree. Someone's going to have to chop part of one of those bushels off for me. I can do that. I'm already affected, so, you yeah. Natalia, you would be very slow at it. <laughs> yes, child. Right, Theo stands up and says, okay, well, I'm going to go get one of those ice bushes. You may have been affected, too. I would be very careful because, um, well, you said you ate one and this is happening to you? I didn't say it was an intelligent thing to do. Yes, but I have a feeling that there's a chance that the reason it's affecting y'all differently is one of y'all has a, an inclination towards magic and the other one of y'all, well, <clears throat> doesn't. And she looks at Natalia when she says that. Natalia slowly going for a nose goes not in situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of have a thing that happens. <clears throat> Actually, what I don't know how it would interact with, with what is currently going on because normally it's like. Fire. Is it? Yeah, you, you burn shit. Yeah, sorry about that. Ooh, you burnt. I have a flaming sword as well. <laughs> Ooh, I do. I see it. It's not I, actively what, flaming, but I mean, what, it could be. Can I do it inside? No. Agnes says I'm not supposed to do it inside. Definitely, <laughs> 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 we're outside. Ooh, we could use the flaming sword. To cut through the ice branches. Right? I'm just, just going to lean over to Uncle Jer. 
What when when you're done uh figuring that out, can I have your field notes? Well, the archive is currently locked and um the bunker is currently locked, so 30 years what of field notes are locked away right now. I was just asking for the current notebook you keep chained to your pants, but fine. Well, I mean, Please I don't know what this is going to do. my bow and my arrows. Um, um, how long will it take us to get back to the bush and back? Um, that part of town uh, is probably about 20 minutes from here. Um, okay. Depending on the traffic. Um, well, 20 minutes to get there um, with the current level of traffic that is normal at this time of day. Um and then 20 minutes to get back. All right. Well, you'll have to go up the road a little ways until you get to a U-turn. So probably more closely to 25 minutes. Unless you want to go around the other way on the loop and circle <laughs> back. And that's more like 22. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ways. <laughs> <laughs> but still, please tell me. Please tell me you still have my bow and my arrows um, in your car. If they're in the truck, they're in the truck. I don't take anything out. I only add. Which is why I have five trucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The upkeep. <laughs> no, each truck is actually in like a varying state of decay. <clears throat> One of the trucks he can't even drive. It's just there for storage at this point. There are weeds growing through it. It's so it's like every rural place in, in, in Texas. Yeah. 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 In the Midwest in general, let's be honest. Yeah. So Flaming Sword sounds like a good idea. Getting back to that farm sounds like a good idea. Natalia, put the damn leaves down. <laughs> she was like, it was like right in your face, too. So <laughs> I think, yeah, she'll just smell the table. <sighs> All she'll, right. she'll slowly just put everything she grabbed on the table, so. As right, soon as they hit the table, um, the table turns into a ice version of the table. The wood is completely gone. Um, the teacups that are on it, the plates under the teacup start to turn to ice as well. It is a slower process, uh, but as soon as that leaf touched the table, uh, the table itself is no longer there, and it's just an ice sculpture that looks exactly like the table. Well, do that. I have superpowers? <clears throat> I believe you're about to get grounded. Natalia, why, why is it always you that finds the weird leaves? It wasn't just me. Chris is like actually laughing at this point because it's just so it is so stupid. <laughs> like And yeah, also Chris knows her far too well. It's like wild that this is happening right now. And Chris is just like, all right, what are we gonna do about this? Okay. Um 
is there any is there any reason for, for us not to go ahead and go get the branches no i mean agnes has already left the shop to go rummage around in the trunk for her bow and arrows let's just okay. yo claire <laughs> you come with me we'll get it done sure great opportunity to use the sword yeah. all right theo's truck is an 84 silverado oh. and it has been pieced together from many other trucks so it's not really so, an 84 so, so silverado it's, it's an it's 84 an 88 an 86 <laughs> yes. It's so it's so we're hearing a return of the uh, good old Volkswagen Beetle from a certain mage detective in Chicago. <laughs> Something like that. Yes. <laughs> um. So the truck that your uncle has driven here today um, is an extended cab. Uh, so there are technically five seats in it. Hey. He's also a local first responder, so technically, um, oh no, sorry, it's a double bench, so technically there are six seats. Um, however, two seats are eliminated in the back due to all of the emergency gear, and then uh, due to the fact that it's stick shift, unless somebody um, is willing to like have to potentially have somebody's hand right all over their body constantly... Um, it would be an uncomfortable situation to sit there. And anybody that's ever been in a truck like that knows exactly what I'm talking about when there's six people oh, yeah. that need to sit in the truck. Um, mm -hmm. You fit four in the back. Um, yep. So... You put somebody on somebody's lap or you just bridge them between two other people's laps? It's... Shotgun. We don't all have to go. I all just want to go. Uh, but you have a set. You have a spare key for that truck. Uh, he, he's probably not going to notice with everything that he's doing right now. Theo, no offense, but your car looks beat to hell. It is, but it runs. I think it looks neat. <laughs> Thank you. That bumper was an aesthetic choice. <laughs> you are like talking though to Polaris, who's wearing like. At least four different shawls of black that doesn't quite match. So, like, they're like, oh, the truck looks like me. Oh. <laughs> I, I, if everybody's starting to leave, I think Natalia's going to look to Chris like, hey, wait for me. <laughs> Carry I mean, me. Who, who are we taking? Like which which car are we taking? Because we've got bookmobile, a uh, tiny car that Agnes came in on with Polaris. Porque no los tres. Sure, to to make sure that Natalia doesn't accidentally like pass on the ice magic to him the way she was doing to a bunch of objects and stuff. And and and, and Agnes, because Agnes actually touched her. Yeah, he he just <laughs> goes into the back and. Grabs the fridge cart and says, "Stand on this," and pulls her out on a fridge cart. <laughs> and he's wearing some of uh, his aunt's like big, thick gardening gloves too, for when she deals with like the roses and things that she keeps for some of the teas. I, I get on the cart. 
so there's there's just this image of him wheeling Natalia out from around back on a fridge cart, slightly tilted. Ah, uh, she's riding on the she's riding on the trolley. Like any theater child would. All right, so can we can we fit everybody in uh, in, your, in your uncle's truck? Yeah, but somebody's gonna have to get a real, real good, real quick with having another person just in full contact the entire ride, and, and my stick shift skills leave a little, little bit to be desired. I that's my stick shift. With the current state of everything, you'll have to have two people huddled in the back seat and three in the front to fit everybody in your uncle's, unless. You take out the uh, emergency stuff, um, or you can take multiple vehicles. How about we just take multiple vehicles? <laughs> okay, multiple I would like vehicles. to point out that I am very tall, so I need a lot of space. <laughs> it's true. All right, so how about me and Polaris in one, and Natalia and everybody else in the other one? Sounds good. Yeah. What I feel like Chris is just gonna like will her into the bed of the truck and just like oh, you're <laughs> I was considering it. <laughs> I like I was just gonna you know, bungee cords and away we go. <laughs> so Natalia, the leaf that you put on the table, was that the only leaf that you took from the bush? Okay. Yeah, I think she just took everything out of her pockets and laid it on the table. Okay. As soon as y'all arrive to uh, the farm, there's quite a few people here already. Um, they're all locals. Uh, there's, you know, um, everybody's kind of got their cell phones out. They're taking pictures. They're looking at things. Everybody is just completely baffled. But the thing that you do notice is that the front gates are still locked. Um, this is a pick-your-own blueberry farm. Um, and... It's already time to be open to let people come through and pick all the blueberries. And it's just rows and rows and rows of just ice berries. There's no blueberries left anywhere. Um, and there's probably about a good uh, 15 people milling around, uh, multiple vehicles. Uh, and it's pretty much every every single person that you see is, is somebody that uh, one of y'all... Uh, Sans Polaris um, ha has met at one re one time or another um, growing up here or uh, coming to visit their uncle here. Oh, and sorry, Natalia, you are no longer slowed. Ah. Uh. Why am I still bungee down? Let me out. <laughs> Sorry. Had to make sure you wouldn't rattle around too much. Unhook a bungee cable. I am not a... I'm not a statue. Like, it's just going to, like, start, like, undoing herself as well. Like... Yeah, I feel like at so this point, Agnes just, left like... You out of the truck. I feel like at this point, Agnes just hits the brake maybe a little too hard to stop the car. <laughs> Just one of those like against the glass situations and like the slowly yeah. like sliding down. <laughs> Break check. Good. Um, Wake. Let's do this. All right. So, is there a uh, 
uh, an obvious branch that's outside the fence that we can chop off without having to go inside? Not exactly. Um, the bush that you were able to pull uh, leaves and berries off, um, <laughs> while there is a section of the fencing that is easy to get in and out of, it is still a little bit of a walk in to get to it. It's not just like right there. Um, there is nothing on, there is nothing between the bushes and y'all except for a fence. And the fence is basically only there to keep out animals. Um, it's, How tall is the fence? Over the fence. Uh, it's only about three and a half foot tall. Oh, oh. I can stab my Polaris <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like steps over as Agnes is gritting out of the car and is just. Yeah, I mean, Polaris is like, we're, we're supposed to be here for the bushes. Time to go for the fence. <laughs> There's just this point where, like, Chris is watching the ball go, and he just goes, all right, knife, check, shotgun, check, coffee, fuck. And then he keeps walking. <laughs> is the gate open? It's like, is it is it locked? Um, it, it is not locked, uh, but it is closed still, as I was saying. Uh, the, the front gate is still closed, uh, but it, there's no lock on it. I'm going to open the gate. You hear a familiar voice from last night behind you. Oh, good. I don't know if these little uh, uh, ghost berries, I guess is what we're going to call them, um, will make for good pie. But I think that it would be good. Um, is I, this I, goddamn Kelly? <laughs> I, I think that it would be great. And um, I'm wondering if the ghost berries can be fed to a ghost. Cause I'd really like to get some to my boyfriend. Um, but yeah, so she goes in and she goes straight. Kelly, no. <laughs> Kelly, no. She goes uh, straight past y'all. Like she's just still talking. Um, can, can I tackle her? Can I just like run up and just like straight up like body check her? <laughs> yes. And I, I, I do say uh, uh, chat did catch that. I do think it's Kelsey. If I remember Kelsey. Correctly, it's Kelsey. We just changed yeah. her name. Kelsey. We missed one letter. It's fine. We make it like a different K name every time. Next we, we get because, we <laughs> because we don't like her, so we don't remember the actual name. Like, we all know it's Kelsey, but we all just decided to call her Kayla the next day. Kelly mm. the next week. Oh, no, it's Kaylee now. Yep. So mean. Yep. That being said, go Fuentes, go. Cool. Well... Yeah, I didn't even bother with the gate. I just went over the freaking fence. Yeah, I think as Natalia sees her like going for a bush, she's gonna like hop a fence and just like straight up do like her, her running back moves and just like just straight up like. <laughs> oh, you're tackling you're tackling Polaris. No, I'm no. tackling uh, Kelsey. Oh, she went through the so front gate. There's nothing to there, yeah. There's nothing to hop over. Like she went through oh. the front gate that uh, Theo opened. Um, okay, then straight behind, just zip zip zip, just yeah, ducking a weaving. I don't understand. I was going to make blueberry pie. It was going to be at the diner. Y'all could have had some. I could have made some extra and brought it over to y'all. Kelsey, did it ever stop? Did, did you ever stop to think that maybe weird frozen berries might not be good for you? <laughs> Theo didn't. I can tell you. I can tell you firsthand. It's not good for you. <coughs> Do you like ice? Because that's what it tastes like. Just straight ice. It's not It's not good. Come on, let's go. And I think Natalia's just going to like take her and like by the shoulders and be like, just dust her off because she knocked her down and just like lead her out. Well, when I worked at the hospital, I used to give 
people ice chips all the time, so I'm, I assume I people you- like <laughs> Yes, because people want ice chips. <laughs> That's just exactly what they want. <laughs> ice pie. Agnes is just like cleaning off one of her feather, like one of the fletching of her arrows as she just like passes by and just assists Natalia in shoving Kelsey out and just very pointedly gives Kelsey a look <coughs> as she just closes the gate and shuts it. Like she turns, like she locks it. Actively locks the gate. We, we all just have a habit of closing doors in Kelsey's face. We really do. <clears throat> Apologies, folks. So, um, you said there's people here, uh, people that might freak out at the fire sword. Yeah, I was just thinking, what kind of first responder is Theo? Just in general? Um, no, it's not. It, that was Uncle Jeremy. Oh, okay. So, like, what what kind of first responder is he? What what kind of tech does he have in his... In his, in his uh, so, I don't know how this works in other states, but in Texas, if you're a first responder, it's basically medical training. Um, it's a step below an EMT's training. Um, okay. I, I think that's generally what it's been here. Uh, it depends, like, uh, for for other states, like, speaking from my experience, a lot of first responders tend to be, like, volunteer firemen on top of that. And, like, the EMTs and the fire departments have been interconnectedly, like, sort of trained from what I vaguely know from my uncle who is a volunteer first responder <laughs> is, is there a megaphone slash a siren anywhere like just one of the little portable flashing lights and sirens that just gets real loud so um eventually i don't know is she watching Bullhorn. hi aurora um <gasps> Apparently, my child is watching on a phone in another room and yelling hello at me. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So, hello, mini RPG. <laughs> so, it, it, specifically speaking, there's nothing rigged up to the truck. However, mm-hmm. you do find two things that can be used in such a manner. One of them is a street cone. You can yell through it. It'll amplify your voice to a point. And the other one uh, is... So there's a battery in the back. It's like a car battery, but it has like a surge protector strip attached to the top. If you've never seen those, they're used for emergency type Mm -hmm. situations. Um, But sitting next to it, suspiciously close to it, is a guitar amp uh, with some chords and a mic uh near it as well um as well as what looks to be a um makeshift setup for a karaoke <laughs> this is gonna hurt the musician in me um i i would like to uh well chris is going to grab the amp and the battery Set them both up so that he can run the amp for a second, grab the mic and plug it in, and just go for a big, screaming, loud bit of feedback to get everybody's attention. (laughs) 
you hear a couple people, you know, just kind of, you know, oh my, why would he do that? What is going on? And they all just kind of are looking over at you now with their all, um, well, he is that, he is that strange one that drives that bus. And then I, and then I just pull the mic back and I speak into the amp and I just say, so folks, we need you all to start clearing out. I just got word that uh, wildlife control and poison control are both on their way and they aren't going to want to deal with y'all by the time they get here. So leave whatever you grabbed and get the hell out. Earl, grab the kids. You know him. He's one of those book smart people. We need to get out of here right now. <laughs> There's a family on That's the right. outside that like immediately start like picking up grabbing and a lot of people seem to be following suit. Um... Uh, you notice the person that she yelled at, uh, that she called Earl, um, is uh, strange enough. That's Evan from the local um, uh, uh, old-fashioned gas station that is still a people come out and pump for you uh, full service, um, as well as they do, you know, the sticker stop type stuff, uh, oil changes and all that. Into the mic, I just say, Earl. Drop the berries. Because just from across the way, he could see him trying to sneak a view to his pocket. Just calls him out entirely. He kind of like dusts them out and then picks up the kids and grumbles to himself. And it's Evan. Why does everybody call me Earl? <laughs> and then uh, Chris will just say, so, yeah, we don't know if these things are poisonous yet. Few of us are gonna do some looking around. We got Theo with us because he's, you know, local wildlife expert. Just give us a few minutes and clear out for, you know, twenty-four hours or whatever, and hopefully this will all blow over. Okay, bye. And then unplugs the mic and starts walking through the gate. Or whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna say to Natalia, I think this is the first time somebody has said we have Theo with us as a good thing. <laughs> I'm gonna it's take true. It a sign it's very of true. And take it as a sign of personal growth. I mean, I would just take it as a compliment for now and not really growth. <laughs> sign of personal growth. Each breath is a must. Okay. Well, well, well. Is there a yeah. house on the on the farm? Like, or is it just like farmland? Uh, no. Uh, so the. Um... Uh, as I was saying, uh, so Kelsey was heading towards the building that's directly here. It's an old farmhouse that's been converted into a um, sort of packaging plant um, and storefront. Um, that's where you get your basket to go pick the berries, and then you bring it back, and they package the berries for you to take home. Um, there is technically a house here um, that some of y'all more familiar with this side of town would know. Um, if you go to the dirt road nearby and go up behind all of the bushes, they live on the backside. Um, this was the original home for this part of the farmland, but uh, it just became too much to kind of upkeep uh, for home life. I think Natalia is going to the business center or whatever it's whatever it's called. Okay. Um, by Chris the time Chris, Chris is just going to look at Natalia and just say, leave the registers alone. Just double fingers all the way. <laughs> but okay, just, just, just birds. Ah, she's walking. 
<laughs> so by the point that Natalia reaches uh, the building, um, y'all are the only ones left around. Um, everyone else has kind of dispersed at this point. Sword time. Sword time. Let me... so listen, Polaris. I've, I've already touched the stuff, so let me do the touching of the branches. I'll hold it. And, and you cut them. Great. Um, yeah, Polaris kind of like parts like their, you know, little fabric situation they've got over the sheath of their sword. Um, and, you know, pulls out their sword. Uh, it's like, you know, a kind of a cool like black sword kind of speckled with light. But as soon as they're like really gripping it, it just lights up with this blue fire. <laughs> yes. Time, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're able to cut a branch uh, very easily. You do notice, though, that the flame, the flame itself, didn't do anything. It went out as soon as it touched a leaf. Hmm. So your sword was still able to cut, but specifically speaking, the fire had nothing to do with it. Um, while all that is going on, Natalia, as you're going inside the building, um, it's a staleness as you open the door, as if it's a middle of summer, 90 degrees outside, and nobody's been running the AC. Ugh. I think she's going to stand there and just, like, look in. And can I do my my weird move? My trust... I have a trust your gut move. Uh, yes. Uh, that is from the... Is that from the more weirdness? Yes. For those of you that are not aware that did not catch the first game, uh, we went to the Generic Games website, which is the creator's website, and um, there is a section under the Monster of the Week um, where it's files, and uh, you can actually get something called More Weirdness, and it's a um, adds a little bit of extra to the games, and... No, not what I was trying to do. Uh, but the more weirdness uh, actually replaces um, the use magic. There we go. Let me know when you rolled. Oh, you may roll. Okay. I can do that now. Uh, that's a nine. Oh, that's that's some good stuff. That's the good. All right. So good. on trust your gut, a seven and nine. The keeper will tell you a general direction to go. Take plus one forward as you explore that. Um, 
So as you look into this building, you notice that the outside dimensions are much larger than this main room, uh, but you don't see doors to kind of suggest another area. Uh, as you're kind of looking, though, you do see that the wood doesn't fully line up on the wall behind the counter um, and uh, that there could potentially be something there. Outside of that, uh, the door that is marked uh, for restrooms um, is on that same wall, um, but the the area that would be for restrooms would not cover uh, the rest of what would be that building unless they just have the largest restrooms uh, that could rival even uh, Bucky's or Lucky's, sorry. They can never rival Lucky's. How dare you assume this? <laughs> um, yeah, I think she's going to hop over the counter and um, start tapping the walls and just trying to like figure things out. Uh, it doesn't take long. It's it's not... It, it looks like it's meant to be hidden from people who are just coming in to get their berries. It doesn't look like it's meant to be like hidden-hidden. Uh, you do find a door latch... Um, and as soon as you open it on the other side is a hallway that leads to four rooms. You can see four doors down this hallway. And one of them is obviously uh, a door for a walk-in um, freezer or fridge. All right. I'm going to shut it. And then I'm going to go stick my head out and I'm going to just like look at them and try to see if I can see them where I am and just kind of like wave them over. Um, as soon as you stick your head out, you see the flaming sword come down onto the bush and like the fire dissipates um, as soon as it hits the branch. Um, and you see Theo carrying a branch uh, back towards y'all's vehicles. Well. <laughs> uh, if Natalia's waving us over, I'll head on over and be like, you find anything? Yeah, come on. It stinks, just FYI. Just I, Agnes follows, and like at this point, she's already fully kitted out, so she's got her bracer on, her fancy like uh, fingerless glove that has only like three fingers, and the thumb and the four thumb and pinky aren't covered, and just. Her, her quiver is full of arrows. Just, just, just a, nice. Yeah, yeah, Claris will follow after Agnes. They trust the branch can go in the car safely without them. So I see y'all went to the Rivendell School of Monster Hunting. Cool. Yeah, I think once Natalia holds the door open and lets uh, everybody in, and then, well, once they get in, uh, she's going to hop back over the counter and find that latch and open up the back doors. So the the hallway, as y'all see it, is not very large. It's, it's uh, just a little bit bigger than, like, one person. Um, and as you're looking down, you realize that the hallway shows uh, sections of the house that are in greater decay than the rest of the house uh, or the building, I should say. Um, it's roughly um, 
the side of the house that uh, so the left hand side is much larger and it's uh, the side that has the uh, fridge freezer. Um, y'all just don't know because y'all haven't opened the door yet uh, to get a better detail. Uh, on that same wall, there is one door towards the back, uh, but there is no exterior door down that hallway. Uh, on the right-hand side, this is closer to the front door. This is a smaller section, um, so the two rooms on this side are obviously going to be smaller, um, but there is nothing detailing what they are. Uh, the house did not look like it had a second floor. Um, it looks like it does have a, a, a stand-up, uh, an attic with a stand-up space, but not a second floor. Yeah, blaming sword if he gets full right about now, just so we can see. Ah, oh, you wuss. Come on. It's fine. Just fill the wall. And then she's going to go in and just put her hand against the wall and just start making her way down. <laughs> oh, uh, I do apologize. There is light on in the hallway. Uh, the lights oh, are cool. on. I like to assume lights are on until somebody just, somebody says, oh, no, no light. No light. It's a it's a supernatural campaign. I was assuming all lights are off until otherwise. Do. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, all uh, lights are flickering. to be fair, unless I say the lights are off or flickering, just assume that they're on. Okay. And that's so, campaign um, wide. Which door first? I think Natalia's hands on the left side. I don't know why. I think she still put it up just in case. And that's, I guess the first one that left is the one she's going for. Uh, so you're going to go for the, the fridge freezer room? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's get right to the creepy freezer. Why not? God love it. Bald of you to assume that everything is creepy at this moment. We found a hidden freezer behind a secret panel <laughs> of the wall. If there's not a body in that freezer, I will be surprised. Um, it's fine. Trade secrets? So technically speaking, technically speaking, it's not a body. Um... <laughs> That, that's, that, that, that's a quote that needs to go somewhere. Technically speaking, <laughs> Technically it's, not speaking it's not a body. So <laughs> that is that is a that is, that is our first sticker design. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, there are partial pieces of uh, animals hung up in there, um, and it is still fully freezing. Um, but there's also shelves with. Uh, frozen vegetables, frozen blueberries. Um, and I mean, it, it's fully working. The lights are on in here, um, but there's no, there's like no human bodies. So, um, I mean, if that's what you were thinking there was going to be, but I mean. I thought we were going to find Kelsey's boyfriend. No, y'all know how he died. Hey. Yeah, the poor, the poor the poor sod got pushed down a flight of stairs by a very angry ghost. I told him not to poke the ghost, and what does he do? He directly pokes it with the stick, and I... T 
listen, you don't piss off a poltergeist that's already pissed off. Especially when you're at the top of a staircase. A 40-flight staircase. Sounds like a challenge. (laughs) Does anybody go in and investigate the freezer more? I'll go in. Polaris will. (laughs) Polaris, no. Polaris and Theo arrive on scene. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I figured. I figured it was. I figured it was um, waiting for everybody to get up to the house before y'all actually went down that hallway. Yeah, I would have waited. We would have waited for Theo to put the branch in the car. Okay, so we've caught up. Um, Polaris, you're a bit on the tall side. Um, yeah, just, just a wee bit. Um, just a little. so, uh, as soon as you get over towards the backside, you realize that the, the, those meat hooks are, uh, a, a little more level with you than they are other people. They're not exactly up. Um, so you have to be a little more careful. Um, uh, but it is kind of strange cause there's just like. It looks kind of like the meat at the supermarket that y'all go to, but there's also like more to it. And it's just hanging in here in this freezer. And then on the other side, there's just a bunch of vegetables and fruit in in plastic bins frozen. You never want to hear the meat has something more to it. <laughs> I, I just mean I for mean, somebody who's only that it's like an actual, like it's an actual stripped carcass, not the prepped like cuts of meat. So oh, yeah. you got the trash pieces still attached to the skeleton. Well, there's food in here. Yep, there is. Okay. Uh, so why is this gonna help us? Just, just, just a question. Well, it's just one of the four rooms we found behind a secret panel. If there's a secret panel in a building, it's got to be hiding something. Why would they have a freezer full of food behind a panel? Well, that may be a, a mystery that we don't get to answer. Uh, let's check out the other rooms. All right. To the next room. <laughs> <clears throat> do you go to the one across the hall or do y'all go further down the hall? The one across the hall. Uh, so this is, uh, like I said, a smaller room. Um, the window side has been um, not exactly boarded up. Uh, but so much stuff has been pushed up against it that you can't see out that window. There is floor-to-ceiling bookcases. And there are filing cabinets stacked on top of filing cabinets. Um, and from where you are and how much stuff is up against the walls, you don't know if they're properly secured to the walls. Um, there's probably... There is a desk that's about four feet long and maybe about two feet wide with 
two chairs on the closest to where y'all are and a chair on the opposite side. There's some walk around room and that's it for the room. You could maybe fit four of y'all in there standing up um, in the little bit of space that's there. Um, this has records of all kinds. Um, and considering some of the paperwork that's just right by the door, um, this goes back to when the town was founded. Nerd stuff them out, and then Natalia leaves. <laughs> well, Polaris is just going to wait in the hallway since they're big and this is a small space. Agnes is like curious, but she also knows. <sighs> Stealing files is directly against my probation. And just turns <laughs> around and walks out. Someone else could do it. I can do it. No, Theo, let's not. Um, what, what's we stealing things? And I think Natalia goes back in and just says, like, <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> Nat? Can I call you Nat? Uh, I guess. The other um, two do, so. <laughs> it's a propriety thing. Um... Nat, I don't know if we really should be taking these papers, because this is the secret room behind a panel, and if a Christos Jones decides to just harp on the point about how spooky it is, then I'm going to harp on the point that this feels very Mafia-esque, and if we take a, one of their papers, they're probably going to notice. Hey, Chris, you're a nerd. What do you think? Uh, as Chris is addressed, everyone turns to notice that he is already in the room with a filing cabinet open, just flicking through the files, like... I've rubbed huh? up on him already. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> it's, it's it's paperwork. Hey, Chris, um, I would like for you to do an investigate a mystery role. Um, oh, goodness. All right. So that's a roll uh, plus sharp. Roll plus sharp, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Ooh, that is a nine. Okay, so normally on a seven to nine, um, you would get to ask a specific question, but I'm co-opting this a little bit, and instead I'm going to give you three scenarios. Um, there, you can either find some documentation that is very telling of the current situation of the farm. You can find a book that has a very interesting that is very interesting to you. Or you could rummage through and potentially find something tagging this farm uh, to something corruption-based in the city. All of these are so tempting. Um, so I, I'm going to go through this as though he was moving through the room. I don't think he would reach a bookcase first. I think he'd reach a filing cabinet first. So it's most likely documents, not the book. In which case, he's probably going like most recent to least recent just to see if there's anything he can pick up on in like the most updated files. So I'd say like it's either going to be stuff on what's going on at the farm right now or the corruption documents, whichever one would be more like relevant time wise. So whichever one had the most recent activity of the two. Um, 
technically with where you are in the room, either one of those could be found. So this is really, what do you want? Okay. Flipping a coin. Uh, we'll say, we'll say heads is farm. Ooh, that's a tails. So we get corruption. Okay. Uh, so you notice that about a month ago, um, was the most, uh, recent addition to this documentation. It shows that, uh, members of the current city council are answering to a shadow council. And it shows that pretty much no matter who gets elected to the city council, the shadow council co-ops and kind of runs things. And as far as you can tell, it's neither, it's not malevolent, it's not malicious that you can see, um, but it does appear to be, while there are no names named, with the things that it talks about, the people who are involved in the Shadow Council are definitely people who know about folks like y'all and the magical goings on around town. And in fact, the last entry is asking what is the next step to be done about y'all? Chris, are you sharing this with the class? Well, the first thing he's going to do is um, pull out a dang cell phone and start taking some pictures <laughs> because he's not taking the documents with him. Smart. That would be dumb. <laughs> Smart. Agnes sitting here. This feels like a mafia-esque thing. Also on top of the creepy, we really shouldn't be removing the I papers. Just... Agnes says that and then he pulls out the file and he starts taking pictures and then he says oh yeah no it's definitely a mafia thing <laughs> and then passes Agnes the files to read alright you nerds are going to handle this I'm going to leave <laughs> what are you going to say Theo blueberry farm is corrupt nothing is safe <laughs> Nothing has ever been safe. <sighs> I feel like my dreams have been shattered. Very small, meager dreams. Of, of the blueberry farm, bro? Like Of somebody in this world not being a corrupt asshole. Oh, don't worry. There's probably still somebody like that somewhere on some small little island. I'm slowly raising their hand. <laughs> as, as Natalia's just pointing at them, like... <laughs> <laughs> like them. Oh, I suppose Technically so. on this world, though. Well, that's a point in your favor. Let me bring out the notebook. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> Agnes will just sit here and study with Chris for a bit. Claris, have we ever addressed the where are you from question with you? Oh my god, Theo, you can't just ask people where they're from. Jeez. Um, Agnes just, like, looks up from her papers. 
I'm technically in charge of this one. So please don't push. Because I will throw chairs. I'm not pushing. Are we asking, like, where I'm from, originally speaking, or are we asking where I'm from, like, earthbound speaking? Natalia's just going to go to the next room. She's like, I'm done. (laughs) Okay, so the room that you go to, is it going to be the room on your left or the room on your right? I think I'm going to keep going on the right. Okay. Um, So as you open the door... There's a weird mark on the door frame. It's small and just just ever so slightly glowing orange. Um, That's cool. And it looks like a paw mark. It's almost like right where you would normally put your hand as if you're go- when you're going into a room. I think she almost puts her hand there and then sees it and just puts it like right above it. <laughs> okay. Um, this room is... The strangest room that y'all have seen so far. You have to step up to come into the room. The room opened into the door. The door opened into the hallway rather than opening into the room. And you have to step up. And you notice that there's a good bit in on both the side of the frame, the ceiling, and the floor. There's no access to windows. And the table and chairs in this room are all bolted down. On the table is an old polygraph. And the room smells like electricity. Hmm. Well, this isn't creepy at all. What do y'all think? Nope. Yeah, definitely not someplace where someone was tortured. What do you think of this? And she points at the little, like, mark uh, to Theo and Polaris, and they're the ones in the hallway. Polaris is going to touch it. (laughs) All right, all right. Hold on. Where is... Ah, yes, perfect. Rubbing up on the child. So <laughs> your brain becomes flooded for a moment. Your curiosity peaks. And I, I don't just mean in general. I mean at everything. Y- your level of curiosity goes <laughs> beyond your normal um, your normal nature. Uh, you want to dig through people's uh, belongings. Um, you want to watch how people react to things. Um and you get the urge to wander off and explore on your own. And the mark no longer glows as soon as Polaris removes their hand from it. I think you just hear uh, the people in the room just hear a whelp from Natalia. Chris. That was exciting. Chris um, knows that whelp. It's not the good whelp. That's is the, there a good whelp? I, there I, still I, like... feel like, I feel like that's the whelp. We're about to get caught. Whelp. Is there still like a fourth room? This was like the third room, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this yeah. is the third room. There is one more room across the hall. Okay. Yeah, Polaris is going to go there. All right. Like, um, <laughs> as soon as you go into this room, uh, it's it's a very large room and it looks like it is set up for 
um, uh, specialty packaging, holiday packaging. It is a regular room um, that you would find at a place that uh, packs fruit. I mean, that's all it is. It is just tons of area of packaging supplies and desks to package them at. Um, It smells a lot like blueberries. Is there bubble wrap here? Uh, Yes, there is bubble wrap for shipping. There is. You guys are just going to hear aggressive popping at this point. uh, It's not. it's not bubble wrap as you'd think of it, though. It is uh, bubble wrap on a giant, uh, what looks like a, um, um, uh, it's, it's on a roll. It's a giant, um, like what, oh my goodness, my brain is just uh, not so functioning. So it's like the, ma- like the really big, like mass-produced factory ones where you just rip and cut and just rip and cut and go along oh, with those okay. really yes. giant rolls. <laughs> It's like oh, a giant no. roll of paper towels is the best way that my brain can function oh, to describe great. it. Great. This is great. This my, is all getting unrolled. Is, <laughs> my question is, could Polaris take it with them if they were to use the sword to um, oh, remove it from its holding? Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. And I do like my sword. Now, we are going from breaking and entering to destruction of property. I'm not going to stop you. I just want to make sure that we're all aware of it. Agnes, at this point, when she starts hearing the popping, just, like, puts down the papers, gets up, bolts to the fourth room. I imagine Polaris, like, has the sword at this point, just, like, ready to take out the Polaris? No. Put it down. Mm. Polaris is going to swing. <laughs> the swing is down. It's down. It's going down. Yeah, no. Um, Polaris oh, is man. able to cut it. Oh, Agnes was going to like take one of her dummy filled arrows. Like the one, the one, the, like the two, three foam tipped ones she has for just knocking shit out of people's hands. So specifically what just happened um, for, 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 for those at home, um, the childlike Polaris has just taken a giant uh, – this would be an equivalent of a three-foot-long um, uh, three uh, paper towel roll. But instead of being paper towels, it's bubble wrap. Um, and it, it, it's probably about a good three-foot – wide as well um and and the way that polaris can grab this and hold this uh would literally be like a second sword only bubble wrap (laughs) chris i thought you didn't touch the touch the glowy mark though why are you chaos this this is this is me this is the player (laughs) being chaos Oh no, it's on the floor. Someone should probably pick that up. Good thing I'm here. I'm grounded. I'm grounded. I'm kicked out of my party. I'm 
I'm done as a hunter. I, I my license is going to be a. I'm. It's okay, Agnes. And I think Natalia's just gonna stand there with like her armor on her shoulder. It's like that'll be fine. Chris just like pokes his head up and he says, "Hey, I got uh, pictures of the last of the." I mean, at least it's a non-lethal alternative to the sword. I mean, technically speaking, it's mine, not yours. So, you know, technically it would be my license revoked and I don't even have a license. So win-win. They have a point. And <laughs> worst comes to worst, you, you can put it on that. You can put it on me. It's fine. Polaris, I appreciate you. But I really need to re sit you down and re-explain how my agency works. Yeah, so uh, Polaris now has a giant thing of bubble wrap. Um, Chris now has copies of some very interesting paperwork. Um, I have a branch. Uh, you have a branch and a truck. Um, anything else y'all want to do in this building? or um, Perhaps. Can... We've already... We're already into B&E territory here. Um, <laughs> is, is there anything like super weird about the polygraph or does it seem to just be a normal polygraph in that room? Just a normal polygraph like you'd have anywhere. It's old. Why, it's why one of the old models. Yeah, that is a weird thing to have to say. I've how close to it times. do you get? And how do you investigate it? I, I think Natalia just sits down. She's like, look, you just, you, just, you just sit on it. And you just get strapped in and you should strap yourself into it. Like That doesn't seem like it's a good idea. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so as soon as Natalia does that... Um, you see this like electrical spark come out of the end of her fingertips. Um, and all of a sudden she starts spewing like facts about her life. Um, kids that she picked on in elementary school, um, something that she did last week that was ridiculous, uh, like moving something at the O's and then saying she didn't do it. Um, just, I knew it. just absolutely cannot stop herself. Um, and the thing is, is that, um, Chris, you're close enough while looking at this, that it, it, it actually bleeds over into you and, and, and you start talking. Oh no. And you can't help it. Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, why don't, why don't both of y'all real quick, uh, name off some weird truths that are recent, uh, in, in regards to the group, um, or something that has recently happened. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pull out the notebook so we can have a written record. Natalia stole a pair of Christmas shorts. <laughs> she didn't have any clothes. <laughs> oh lord, I don't even know uh, where to begin. Chris immediately blurts out that he wants Polaris's sword. 
<laughs> uh, was we- did anybody else go in the room with them? I know Polaris no, is chopping things Agnes aside. Agnes is staring, standing at the doorway and has just pull out, pulled out the ancient coin and is about ready to just start a heads or tails flip and just goes, all right, one of past me's, what the hell am I dealing with? Because I would like to make a weird check all right. in the background of all this. Uh, Theo, did you go in the room uh, with them to take a look at the polygraph or did you stay outside the room? I did. Okay. Um, so you also feel the inability to control it. Um, what is a truth from you? Um, something that's happened recently. <laughs> uh, <let's see. laughs> Be the disaster by. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on! Oh my god! Okay, okay. So to say true things, and the the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, "I stole mom's toilet paper last week." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew that. I knew we were missing a roll. Next one is, I really wish I could get hook up with that with that one guy that that does that. that does the the gardening over at the over at the library center? I cannot stop thinking about that that dude. Why am I saying this to you? <laughs> um, this is great. So I have yet to actually make my weird roll. By the way, I'm sorry. I just want to watch this unfold. Chris and Theo, you're able to catch yourselves before you reveal um, anything too damaging. Um, but you do reveal some things that you are, yeah. Oh, I mean, stealing TP and this pepperoni and cheese. Okay. I'm going to do something stupid. Can I do that? Uh, Let me finish this one little bit. Y'all, y'all feel that you're able to catch yourselves and stop that. But you do feel that like, that like it starts to ramp up in you the closer that you are to Natalia. You notice that if you take a step back that it, it takes a little bit longer for that to build up towards where y'all feel like y'all want to reveal something. Um, whether that step back is like a tea tiny, like you're taken aback by the situation or whether it's a full step back would be up to y'all. Um, but Theo, what is Theo going to do? Okay. Theo has a, the, uh, on his character sheet, I'm reading off his character sheet. I haven't used this before. He has, he can open his third eye. When you read a bad situation, you can open your third eye for a moment to take in extra information. Take a plus one hold on any result of seven or more. Plus, you can see invisible things. On a miss, you get a, a one hold, but you're exposed to supernatural danger. Unfiltered <laughs> reality is rough on the mind. Go ahead and roll for that. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and step over with uh, Rainy right quick and see uh, what happened on the outside. <laughs> What do I roll for that? Oh, uh, 2d6 plus uh, whatever ability that it states. Wouldn't it be a plus weird for the third eye? Yeah, there's... Most likely. What is your ability? It's called your ability... Half five. I have half five. There it is. I couldn't find it for a second. Uh, All right, go ahead and give me that roll. I rolled a five. Or sorry, Rainy. 
Blue, so seven. <gasps> oh my gosh, I got double sixes. That is a 12. Uh, okay. Plus one, I think, with my weird, because it's a weird row. So... If I remember correctly, though, you haven't uh, turned that into an advanced. Um, so it's going to be a past life has something useful to offer. Um, I get two questions instead of just one. Yeah. So which of those two questions are you going to ask? Uh, so what did a past life discover about uh, weird polygraphs and also... How did a past life? Oh, yeah. How did a past life deal with said weird truth-telling polygraphs? So, <clears throat> you pop back in time to the nineteen twenties, and you realize that you are interacting with the West Coast. You're on the West Coast and you realize that the device is being argued over um, between some people in some strange uniforms. You've never seen them before. Um you don't recognize the agency and it's kind of, you know, the, they don't really match up with a lot of things that you have seen. I mean, technically speaking, there's a lot of different agencies that are around at this point. Um, but you don't, you don't recognize the way that they hold themselves, the way that they talk, they say they're FBI, but are they really? It's kind of a difficult situation with what you know, but you feel like the person that's there trusts them. Um, and you realize that the, the lettering on the side of it um, matches the lettering on the one that's on the table. And they're telling you, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll put this in a safe place. We've got a warehouse for things like this. And they start taking it away. And you hear the person, um, your past life, they, they cry out, um, but what about my partner? They can't stop talking about things. And you took them away too. And they just keep walking. And you feel like the person being put in the back of the car is this person's partner and they drive off and they look down, you look down in your hands and you realize that they're holding something. Um, you're not quite sure what it is. And they say, well, at least they can't turn it on again without this. And you realize that the one sitting on the table has one of those. Um, Specifically speaking, it's it's a capacitor for those of you that are wondering what it is uh, that are more tech inclined. However, uh, your past life um, didn't say what it was and whether you know what a capacitor is or not. 
um, is something up to you. Um, and what was the other question again? Uh, how did a past life deal with it then? Oh, um, if that is the case, uh, it, they they disabled it by taking out that capacitor. Uh, and, uh, switching back over to, before you do anything, um, go, go to our other weird, the third eye, the third eye, um, what does it say on your character sheet, uh, for that range of number? Cause I don't have the character. I don't have the specific playbooks up. Oh, Jules, you are muted. Inevitably. All right. Uh, it says, uh, when you re read a bad situation, you can open up your third eye for a moment to take in extra information. Take plus one hold on any result of seven or more. And I, 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 I rolled a five, and it's plus two weird. So that's a seven. Plus, you can see invisible things. I'm almost almost sad that I didn't fail that one, so I would be exposed to all kinds of nasty stuff. But right. so, <clears throat> have I made your job harder? <laughs> kind of. I'm trying to figure out how to. If you're cool with it, I'd like to morph this into something else, uh, just slightly that will still sort of fit under this. Um, sure. So. It, it, it almost looks like when you've seen invisible things in the past, but you realize that it's more of a. It's sort of like. A replay of the situation that happened here before. Only you okay. can't see who is in the seat that Natalia is in. But on the other side of the table is that really tall Faye that was in a long coat and hat Ooh. at the other house. And anytime that something flickers or changes on the machine, you see them doing something to the machine to change it. And so Natalia might giggle and then reveal another fact. And it was because something just flickered on the machine and it looks like it's repeating something that he did before. That's cool, but also shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, Theo will, will, will see that and then just blurt out, it's that guy again. Which will make no sense to anybody in the room. But once once he shakes himself out of it, be like, Natalia, you got to get up and get out of the seat. Oh, I can do that? Okay. <laughs> uh, you're having difficulty getting up at this point. Um, I'm having chairs. The straps, uh... you, can, you can stand up. But everything is still strapped on you. Like, you can't seem to take it off. Um, can, I, can I roll to kick some ass and throw it off? I mean, Agnes is bounding up the stairs to take care of the capacitor on the thing. Stairs? The one stair. The step. She's a oh, short oh, okay. person, okay? Um, yeah, uh, I, I will let you attempt that, Morgan. Um, okay. Um... What is my my tough? Oh, it's a zero. That's fine. That surprises That's me. Cool. I got a nine. 
Okay, so you needed it. <laughs> normally on a a, a nine, um, a seven plus, um, you'd be able to inflict some harm. Um, however, as you try and pull yourself out and you rip against these, you realize that every bit of damage that you should be doing to those. It's causing a backlash, and the damage is coming back on you. That's fair. That's understandable. Oh no! Oh no! Um, I'm sorry. It hurts more than it should. Oh. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I, I I have your sheet up here for what happens when you're interacting with magical things, and and I and I reread it, so um, that was the realization there. Um, <clears throat> so no, um. Like if you if you pull up against the straps like you're trying to pull them, um, your your arms start getting bruised right around those spots. But it, it, it's it's not the level of bruising that should be happening from this much pressure. Um, Do I take any harm from it or? Uh, no, not directly. Okay. Not at this point. Um, rainy. Mm-hmm. To pull this off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you choose between act under pressure, which is plus cool, mm-hmm. or protect somebody, which is plus tough. Uh, we're going to go for the plus cool. I can tell you right under, right there, uh, that is my best staff. <laughs> best that. Um, I also have... One of my one of my things is um, leave no one behind. So, but this is like a combat move. So I will act under pressure. Okay. So yeah. What'd you roll? Um, give me. Okay not bad uh that's an eight total i had a six for the die roll and i have a plus two to cool okay so on a act under pressure seven to nine keeper is going to give you a worse outcome hard choice or price to pay um you realize with the way that this is set up whoever put it in didn't know what they were fully doing and you realize that you are either going to give some type of a electrical feedback or situational feedback. Either you are going to do something to yourself or something to Natalia. Depending on how you get this thing out of here. I can take it. (laughs) Is Agnes saying anything out loud about what's going on? I don't think she is. No, she's not. Uh, so the one thing about Agnes is after she does the weird coin flip and just, like, shoves it, like, I just want to, as quickly as I can, Agnes has taken the coin after it landed, heads up, uh, shoved it back into her pocket, yeeted herself up to the <laughs> thing and is just going to go for it. And I do not mind if it, if it hits her for the feedback, but she is going to remove 
the capacitor the way she believes the past life taught her to. All right. Uh, so that's going to cause you the most feedback, um, which mm-hmm. will... Um, it's a choice, and she'd rather the harm come on her. So just like earlier in the tea shop, it's as if she has grabbed an electric fence as she rips this piece of the machinery off. Um, she kind of flies back towards one of the walls and just kind of like shocks as the capacitor falls out of her hand. Um, and for a moment, just for a moment, her eyes glow orange And a voice comes from her lips. Don't you want to find us? And she floats to the ground. And wakes back up. And we'll end there for tonight. Uh, See y'all in two weeks. Um, uh, we will do reverse order. Uh, we are going to start with Crow, go to Morgan, go to Jules, um, go to Luca, go to Rainey, and then myself. Uh, we will do reverse order for everybody's, uh, little outros. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm Eric, aka Eldritch Crow. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere on the internet uh, at Eldritch Crow. You can also find me on Twitch where I'll be streaming uh, for RPG Hour, um, my own TTRPG on Sunday. Rainy is also a player, so she'll be joining us on Sunday as well between 4 to 6 p.m. EST. And that'll be our second episode of Beacons of Calistry. Oh, yes, my turn. Hey, I'm Morgan. I played uh, Natalia. Uh, I... You can find me on all the socials at Serena Bezos. Uh, you can find me this Friday at uh, Ryan Bolton playing a Teletic One All, which is the Chimera RPG. Um, it's easier just to follow me on Twitter. I share a lot of things there. I'm just it's it's easier that way. Hi, my name is is Jules, and I played Theo in Brutes Unknown. You can find me on Twitter at SQLPI. That's S Q L P I. I'm a database administrator. And also, I also do writing and art and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's all on Twitter. Cool. Um, hi, I'm Luca Fox. Um, I play Polaris. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Little Small Fox Draws. I am a full-time artist um, and writer. I'm currently actually producing my first RPG system um, with my own RPG partner. So you can find me here or um, follow me over on Twitter for art and news about that. Hi, uh, I'm Rainy, uh, Rainy Keys here on Twitch and at Rain Keys on Twitter. I do an amalgamation of things. I <laughs> primarily art and um game streaming especially on my twitch as said before i am a player on beacons of telestry so you can find me there and yeah 